0: But I think that feeling of wanting something that you're not quite getting, that's where I think don't just keep doing what you've always done. Off we go. Welcome to another episode of Art Juice. This is the podcast that brings you honest, generous and humorous conversations that will feed your creative soul and get you thinking. With me, Alice Sheridan. And me, Louise Fletcher. And today we're smiling. Yes. Which is an improvement on last week? Last week was difficult. It was
1: we'll difficult. tell you about it. up, yeah, when well, we'll talk more about it shortly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll tell you about that in a minute. So um, why are going to be talking this week? Uh, we've had a listener question, uh, which is going to remain anonymous. Um, but that's kind of prompted our discussion this week, which is really what's the point of making art and what do I do with all this crap? So we're going to be talking about that a little bit later. But first of all, uh, what's your week been like? What have you been
1: working on this week? Well, I haven't been working really on art because the building merchants reopened in our town and that meant we could have a delivery of cement and things to finish the steps going up to my studio, which were just really a pile of cemented together brief blocks and they weren't very nice looking. So now they're all being dressed with stone and today he's flagging, but it's meant there's been concrete on the steps and I can't. It's been wet with cement or wet with concrete and I'm not allowed anywhere near it. So
0: you can't, I you to- can't kind of scrabble up the slope and. No, it's like really
1: steep. Like, I'd have to, I suppose I could put a ladder up there, but no, because then there was a landing covered in concrete. So, unless I could catapult myself through the door, I couldn't get in. So, um, I thought, oh, well, this will be a great week to focus on the marketing course that I'm taking, do all the homework for that, and get the house sorted out. And yeah, the house hasn't been sorted out. (laughs) And I did print out the homework worksheets from the course I'm doing and read them and kind of think about them. But I haven't done anything with them. And that kind of goes to this subject we're going to talk about. But I just am not as productive. And the one thing I find I'm able to be productive on, which I've worked on this week, is stuff for my membership group, because that's I suppose it's because somebody's waiting for that. That's yeah. I'm accountable to people. Yeah. So I'm able to focus enough to get that done. But even that, I was saying to them on a live call yesterday, even that, I normally would have had the whole month worked out and done so I could just release it when and I haven't. I've got one the first week done, nearly, and that starts on Monday. So and so yeah, nothing creative and not as much of everything else as I would have liked. And it's Thursday now. So does that leave you feeling
0: frustrated or are you kind of okay with the way it's gone?
1: No, I'm okay because I've come round to feeling like I just have to be, accept less from myself at the moment than I normally expect from myself. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a constant beating me. So I might as well just flagellate myself with a big stick. But, you know, I'm not getting more than this done. So is just going to be have to be good enough and luckily no one's coming in the house so it's just me and Phil so nobody can see that it's not organized and tidy like it should be
0: well I've I've kind of had the opposite so let me tell you where we were last week so um Last week, I joined the call with Louise and um, I don't think I was in tears when we joined, was I? But I did say, I'm not sure if I can do it this week. I'm not sure if I can be positive and upbeat. And she said to me, well, do we have to always be positive and upbeat? And I said, no, but equally, I don't want to be a kind of, you know, crying wreck in the, in the middle of things because that's not fun for anybody to listen to. And actually, of course, As you heard, if you listened to last week, we went on and we recorded, I think it was a cracking episode. It was really good fun. And in the middle of talking about what we were talking about, it was wonderful. But before then, it hadn't been a good week. In fact, it hadn't been a good week. And we'd had three days and... um, just, I think, me feeling overwhelmed, um, a lot going on, like my my phone had broken, my computer is on the verge of breaking. Um, I felt like I couldn't press pause on anything. I wasn't getting any, as much artwork done. I wasn't feeling motivated to do art. I kept flipping. We're going to talk about that later. Um, and, you know, it culminated in, like it does with these things, lack of patience, losing perspective, all of that stuff. And feeling a little bit better today because the glazer came yesterday and... Um, I didn't you, you get glazer <laughs> Fixed a broken window. And we have lovely neighbours who have stopped and said, are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything all right? How did the window get broken? And the honest answer is I threw a glass through it. And um, <laughs> throwing the glass was deliberate. I meant to throw a glass and smash it. Um, it was really bad aim. I didn't actually mean to break the window. That was a bit of an oh, damn moment. But then when we had this cracked, broken window, and then when we were on the third day of stuff that was stressing me out, it was just too tempting to go up and just bash it out with my bare hands,
1: which was... I um, must have mean something for the neighbours. <laughs> at least it brightened up lockdown.
0: I have to say it was the most amazing noise and one of the most satisfying things I have ever done and probably a moment I'm really not very proud of at all. you're so lucky you didn't cut yourself, though. Yeah. You're just pushing it outwards anyway. But the point is that having done that and been feeling really bad, like really bad. Like I've spoken before about how I've suffered from depression before. And I called the doctor and said, you need to give me more medication. I I need to go back because I can't cope with this. And, um, they did. And I picked it up and 24 hours later, I thought I'm not actually depressed. I am stressed. I'm exhausted. I'm angry. I'm upset. And they're all normal. That's there. I'm not depressed. I've, put everything, I've calmed down. I hadn't, you know, I'd been feeling tired and overwhelmed for a long time, but that is different. Mm. Um, and I think the point is, and the reason that I'm kind of telling you this is that, um, I, right at the beginning of this, I said, this is, you know, nobody can hold us to what we say one week, because I changed my mind about things. And I've never hidden away the fact that I've suffered from depression before, because I think when you talk about it, it helps other people to maybe understand it a little bit more. I know it's helped some people go and get help. Um, and it's important for me to keep showing up. If those of you follow me on Instagram, I haven't been there so much often, partly because I'm not doing work. But also, if I'm not, I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. And I just think it's important for me if I'm going to keep showing up and keep being visible to let you know when things aren't going well. And last week they really were not going well. And this week has been better, a lot better. It was almost like it was the kind of crux of it. And we ended that day, all four of us having a cuddle in bed, having a giggle about something and... It's just been different ever since. So yeah. it was very interesting. But I've had lots of conversations with people. I like a, the first thing I did the next day was switch on Facebook and saw a friend of mine who said, you know, she'd punched the wall and she
1: thinks she might have broken her wrist. And you know, I yeah. <laughs> so well, I, I saw I saw a thing in the Guardian. I think the day after I'd talked to you, and the lady was writing about how she the first she said the first three weeks of this lockdown, I was like. Baking bread, making beautiful meals for Mm -hmm. the family, sewing new curtains, doing all the things and just feeling so amazing. And I'm going to really make the most of this lockdown. And then she said this week, and it was the week I talked to you, everything's fallen apart. I can't Mm -hmm. cope anymore. I've lost it. And she said, everyone I'm talking to is the same. And it feels like it must be a cycle because all my friends are saying this is the week that it just got on top of me.
0: And everyone else in the house too. That's the thing is that you're all kind of vibing with the same kind of energy and there is no escape from it. So if one person's feeling stressed or anxious or tired or not gone to bed on time, and then they're a bit irritable the next morning, and then it just becomes this kind of, you can almost, you can almost feel it, can't you?
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So... amazing that you're sharing this with everyone because I'm totally aware that my situation is really unusual and that my experience of this whole situation is not what other people are going through. Even, and I don't just mean, you know, my heart breaks for people who are stuck in tiny, horrible flats with no way of getting out, you know, with children with disabilities and all those, there's some awful stories. Women who have been beaten because they can't get out All of that. But even people who are privileged and live in nice houses and have nice families, still, this is an amazing strain on everybody. And because I uh, live only with my husband and because we live in a house that's a decent size for just two of us and because we live in the middle of the countryside. So our daily walk is not to see another soul and just to be out in beautiful scenery my stress levels are nowhere near what other people's are that, you know, around me. And same for my friends, weirdly enough, because I just happen to, I suppose it's not that weird, but the friends I've stayed friends with for all my life don't have children. They're either gay couples or they just never had children. And I presume that's because the ones with children dropped off when they had children and we stopped being friends. So, Everybody I know is kind of, yeah, you know, this is okay, I'm, I'm doing fine, and most of them live in the countryside, and so there's just this whole different, I was talking to somebody who lost it because she lives in the city, but her inspiration for her art is, is to be in the country, yep. she can't get out to yep. do that and for the first few weeks she was okay but now it's beginning to really really stress her out I think
0: that's affecting me a little bit as well not not that the, normally I go out and do lots of drawing but it's more that what's important to me in in my art is feeling you know feel openness and feelings of space and all of that kind of thing and also I'm, I am you know I'm looking to shift it a bit and normally I would I would gather in some kind of external stimulus for that, whether it would be, you know, journeys, just even journeys on the tube where you go out. And I mean, that's always my thing, just seeing things and graphics and things combined and colors and just that sense of busyness and life happening. And they're like, yeah, it's not, it's just like, so there's this kind of weird limbo pause thing. And it's, it's, yeah. It's really, it's, it's really odd and everybody's in different situations, but as a result, then, uh, basically I made a de- well, I did kind of make a decision that I was going to take this week off. Well, that hasn't happened because <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of things booked in and, you know, again, we have the membership things, which is one of my absolute uplifting things, uh, doing these co-create sessions. They're just hysterical. They're brilliant. And uh, we have this booked in. And I had some other, you know, stuff, big stuff to do. But I have kind of, I gave myself license to not get up so early in the morning. And again, I don't have small kids anymore. So that works. So I have been starting my mornings more gently. Um haven't been setting alarm for four weeks now. But, you know, reading, reading, trashy, crime thriller, um, or Jeremy Gardner art book in bed before I get up to start the day. I've just been thinking very consciously, and I will put a link in um, the show notes to, I'm a recent-ish, last year and a half listener to um, Abraham Hicks, which I was a bit uh, hesitant about beforehand, but I am amazed sometimes when I search on YouTube and find something. And um, yesterday morning I did, and it was about basically being selfish or finding yourself as, as the essential starting point for feeling okay about what you're doing and ultimately helping other people. And I think, you know, what I realized is it's not good for me or my family if I get in such a state where I can't look after myself and yeah. you know she says we tend to reward people who like if somebody's dug themselves a really deep hole and they get back to okay we go oh well done you got out of that hole she says we don't as a kind of culture reward people for managing to kind of keep level and and do all the good things so we we're, we're all kind of a little bit twisted on how we react and respond and we kind of train other people like my husband doesn't like it when i get upset and emotional he just doesn't nothing to do with he just for him it's a difficult thing and he doesn't handle it very well. So he, he tends not to pick up on the small signs that I'm not coping very well. And I've kind of learned that sometimes then it takes a volcano for me to get him to realize that I'm not very happy about something. I don't like having to do that, but unfortunately after 20 years of marriage, (laughs) that's sometimes what it takes. Um, but I then have to learn my own ways to come down from it. So I think all of this is amazing. the most amazing learning if you've got tools to help you with it.
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing I've learned in that is I tend not to say, I'll, I'll say, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Well, I'm not fine. Mm-hmm. And then it's an explosion. And if I was to say, you know what, I'm not fine because da, 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 calmly and and to st- to have boundaries and to say what i need from mm. honestly in a way that doesn't inflame anything i think i could there wouldn't have to be the big explosion the big upset the big but i've not managed to work out how to do that so what i do is bustle around like a little ball of resentment um for a, you know quite a few weeks before something happens and i just
0: okay. Because we never get it all right, do we? However much we learn and like, I don't know. I mean, I think there are things in our nature. So one of the things that came up was that um, in a discussion was this quiz, Gretchen Rubens quiz, which again, I'll put a link to, and it was about, Maybe it's more relevant for for what we're going to talk about later. But it was kind of a one of these personality assessment quizzes for how you like to get things done. Are you a upholder, a questioner, an obliger? Can't remember what the fourth thing was. Anyway, it takes five minutes to do, and it's wow. just. I know. Quite
2: I'm
0: gonna... in... <laughs> huh i'm an obliger you're I, an obliger i'm a questioner and my husband's an upholder without a doubt i know it without even having to yeah. make him do the <laughs> test so the point is there are always going to be points where we collide and what yeah. it is. anyway that's been my week um i've done lots of very uh grown-up stuff that I tend to put off and put off and put off. So I have spent three days sorting through my computer files, uploading them, sorting out an issue with Dropbox, working out how that works, um, linking up accounting software. With a account when you have all those how-to instruction videos that says, go to the menu, select accounting and then bank accounts. And I'm like, I don't have accounting in my menu because it won't link
1: the bank accounts yet. So it's not even showing, oh my God. See, I admire you because at that point, that's the point where I wrote to Judith, your business coach, and said, do you know any bookkeepers who can look after my books for me? And she gave me a lovely name of someone because I'm just not interested in wrestling. I don't mind wrestling through that for something fun like a website or a video, but for a set of accounts, I just, my brain just goes, nope, not doing that. Well, we're
0: getting there. I've done the first part and then there's someone who's gonna help me kind of pull it all together but it the the point is that just little just I've been just been doing one thing each day one thing that's it and when I've done my one thing then I can stop and that does mean that some things this week haven't got done so if you're waiting for anything from me I'm sorry I will get to it when I have the capability of it and that is really really hard for me to say so there we go right enough about that this week's main topic then comes from a listener who wrote into us who would rather remain anonymous um but I think what she's asking will be a familiar story to many of us so it's a great question
1: could you and Alice address the what's the point of art what do I do with all this crap sort of issue I've not listened to the news for a while now, but I'm actually listening to very little at all, because sometimes I find people too jolly, too positive. So I guess I'm looking for gentle, encouraging, empathetic. I just can't seem to pull myself up at the moment.
0: Well, hopefully we haven't started off being too jolly and too positive and also the other thing that jumped into my mind first of all when I read this is um, gentle encouraging and empathetic it's not really things that anybody who knows me I think would use <laughs> of words to describe me so not sure if she's come to the right place but what's the point of art and what do I do with all of this crap I think we can help you with So, but first thing, I've not listened to the news for a while and I'm actually listening to very little at all. Good plan, I think.
1: Yeah, I've I've from the beginning done that. I'm letting a little bit more news in now. Yep. Bit by bit and finding I can cope better with it than I could at the beginning. Yeah. But still, it's very, very limited. Yeah. uh, Because I just find any, the outside input, I want to be positive. And you were talking about Abraham Hicks, and I find that very uplifting. And for anyone who doesn't know who Abraham Hicks is, just to quickly say, um, don't be put off by the fact that she's a middle-aged lady who calls thinks she's a man talking through her um, who's called Abraham. Well, Abraham and, is the collective wisdom. It's not just yeah, a Abraham person. Abraham is yeah. like God or the universe or whatever, yeah, speaking through this middle-aged lady from the Midwest somewhere in America. <laughs> Now that might sound completely freaky. And I have no mm. idea if that's actually a spirit speaking to her. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't
0: care. I don't care if no, it's exactly. channeled
1: spirit or universe or I don't care what or it just is. She's a very wise lady with a good sense of humour. But yeah. either way, I find her very helpful to listen to, 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 not only to. It's not that she's gentle, encouraging or empathetic. It's that she's... She pulls you out of your silliness. And I'm saying my silliness, not this person's silliness, but she pulls me out of my self-absorbed, little self-pitying kind of, you know, oh my God, oh, woe is me and the world's all going to end. And she just gives me a really interesting, different perspective. And she makes me laugh a lot. Mm. And so I like that. So that's the kind of thing that I'm trying to let in. And watching comedies watching bits of comedy on youtube i tell you what i love to do this is a tip for anybody look up extras outtakes on youtube and extras was a comedy show with ricky gervais but he had all these hollywood actors coming no, and there's there are hours of outtakes on youtube and it's people like um captain picard and yes. uh, samuel l jackson and all famous people who are just cracking up laughing at something that's happened. And I can put that on and I can totally take myself out of misery in five seconds.
0: It's so contagious. Talk about contagious. It's so contagious, isn't it? Laughing. Yeah. Like, is it really bad to admit that if, I, if I'm listening to our edited version before it goes out, so we edit it and then we have it in draft form and then we listen to it before it publishes, I can lo- laugh. I laughed. <laughs> you laugh at our old jokes yeah <laughs> it's sorry that's really bad but no, I do it's when just I... it's just the fact that it's it's somebody laughing yeah. and you yeah. can't you can't help it and I think oh my god this is really really weird I'm walking along the street and I'm smiling at myself but it's I not that I'm smiling at myself it's just that there's a thing and it's funny and you laugh and then you feel better that's why recording it last week made me feel better because we you know if you change your emotional state then it changes your mental state and it's very it's very difficult and you know like I say this is something that I've been kind of not grappling is the wrong word learning about what helps and what doesn't for the last long time um it's 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 difficult to change your mental state from a thinky thinky point of view and again, that's really hard for me. Really hard, because yeah. that's how I approach lots of things. Thinky, thinky.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I ruminate. That's a word I learned last year, and it's just the perfect word. It just means chewing over the same thing mm. over and over and over again. Mm. Like, a, I can wake up in the night, and the same problem will be going round and round and round, and. It's totally pointless. It doesn't do any good. You mm-hmm. never get to an answer. Mm-hmm. And so the things like Abraham Hicks or just going for a walk and no, drawing God. something. I know. Because um, if I just go for a walk, I might ruminate while I'm walking. I can very easily go into a spiral while I'm walking. But if I stop and draw something or take a picture or... Um, but, but it is. Our, I do think it is our responsibility to change our mental state. It's nobody else's. So even if we were able to gently, empathetically and encouragingly change the way this person feels today, it wouldn't change it tomorrow or the day after. You have to change it for yourself. You have to find your own way in. And I wonder if, if it's really what's the point of art is what's causing the upset or is what's the point of art a symptom? of the
0: upset? Well, I think it, it, uh, I think it probably is a symptom yeah, or just a kind of, you know, deflection of feeling, feeling down and feeling low. Um, and then it becomes about what's the point of art. Um, but I also think that it's important that yes, it's great to change your state, but sometimes here's the thing. So my daughter's, teenage, middle teenage. And, um, um, and she was having a really grumpy day. And then she said to me afterwards, Oh yeah. And after we had that conversation, I just realized my period just started. And I said, that's fine, but that's don't use that as a justification for feeling grumpy." I mean, don't use that as a, it used to really drive me nuts when I was that age and, um, I was genuinely grumpy about something or felt frustrated about something. And like my dad might say to me, oh, she's probably, or, or somebody would say, oh, she's probably got her period. It's like, yeah. <laughs> "Off," oh, you know, am I allowed to be genuinely frustrated? So yes, I mean, great awareness to have that, that if that's something that affects you, that you take on board. But I think this, this point about raising your, uh, or changing your, mental such emotional situation sometimes we just want to be grumpy and I think sometimes we do just want to wallow in it in a bit and sometimes we do want to have people look after us and feel sorry for us and bring us a cup of tea and say are you feeling okay is there anything I can get you even if then you're a bit back at them so
1: I, I don't know I'm, I don't think that. we've got to I would just say if we want that we've got to accept responsibility then for having said, do you know what? I'm choosing. Yeah. I'm choosing now to be in a bad mood. Yeah. And I'm choosing to inflict that on people around me and um, don't please. Which everybody does. Yeah. I was going to say, please don't think that I don't inflict my yeah. bad mood on people around me, but I'm always, I'm trying so hard to be more aware that It is possible to change my mental state. It is possible because I've constantly been confronted with the fact that the thing I was thinking that was upsetting me isn't actually true. Mm. It's my projection of onto a situation. So I might think, you know, Phil, he's done something. He just doesn't care about me. All he ever does is think about himself. He just doesn't care about me. Now he doesn't care about me is a massive leap from he didn't tidy up something I asked him to tidy up. Like that's a huge leap. And then I'll be proved wrong about that. Yeah. And then the next time it happens, I'm just trying so hard to remember, okay, you're making a giant leap now. And this this feels to me, this question like a giant leap from I'm feeling down understandably in a difficult situation, which is making many people feel down yeah. to what's the point of even making art? Yeah. yeah. Feels like, wow, that's a, that's a giant jump from a big being jump. Down.
0: But I, but I also think that it's very, like if you, I think it's, it's helpful to me anyway, to like, when you say that's a big jump, if you're setting yourself up to get out of it in an equally big jump, Mm -mm. That also feels impossible. So like, I am responsible for changing my own mental state when I'm feeling really low, like I was last week. Mm -mm. Nigh on impossible by that stage. Mm. Like really, really hard. Like just can't even think about doing that. The words of doing that. Thinking about things like, what do I really feel like doing now? Shall I go downstairs and drink half a bottle of gin? Probably not. Shall I smash a window? Yeah, that might feel good. Um, is Is this really because I haven't had any time to myself to do painting, even if I don't know what I'm doing with it? Because actually, I know in the past that that does make me feel good. Like, even when I have a not very good, good day with it, you know, am I just not finding time for the things that make me feel okay and like I can cope with all all the inevitably I mean like every day is full of potentially difficult or awkward or upsetting things it totally depends on what you choose it's like trying to talk to my mum about Twitter and she's like everyone on Twitter is awful and I'm like well it depends who's in your circle doesn't it yeah what you're paying attention to yeah um and I th- so I think the only way out of it is to start really, really, really gentle. So, so,
1: right. Can I just ask for you, is the point of art partly then because it makes you feel better?
0: Yeah, so I've written down, I think that there are two parts of this question. The first part is not asking not asking what's the point of art in the bigger context, like what does it mean for everyone else? And what is the role of art in this, you know, society basis? Too big, way too big. I think it, it has to be, what's the point for me right now? Like, so why, 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 why have you ever made art? Why has it ever been important to you? So for me, it's always been, um, I get, I kind of get lost in the process. So it helps me take time away from other things in life. Um, it's something that I get absorbed in for the sake of it. So it does give me time to think, but actually it also gives me time not to think as well, because when I'm making art, I'm not thinking about worrying about or how everybody else is. It, yeah. it It's pure and I think also just this idea of um, it gives me time. The thing that's really fascinating for me is it gives me time to explore a process in a way that lets me just allow whatever is going to arise to arise. And some days that's something I like and sometimes it's not something I like. But it's that I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm kind of on this lovely space of waiting for something to happen and just being in a position to to catch it when it does and I don't know what it's going to be. And again, you know, going right back to this conversation, that is something that me personally, as a sort of maybe overly intellectually frustrated human, um, that's what I'm trying to manage in life I think that that's this is my way through. for some people it's playing the cello it's not yeah. for me yeah. it not.
1: it's always been for me drawing when I was you know from when I can remember drawing was my way of communicating about what I loved or what I was interested in I drew things I made art and it's I think the question what's the point of it on an individual level is almost an important. Well, it's just the wrong the wrong way to be thinking. I don't mean to be critical when I say that, but it's it. The point comes from doing it. You don't know what the point is when you set off yeah. of any particular painting or drawing or piece of work or series of work or year in your life of making art that 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 comes. The point arrives as you do it it's partly for me to make me feel calmer and make me feel better. And it's like meditation and all the things you said, but it's also, maybe this is what you were saying. It's a way of finding my way to a new place. Yeah. And I don't know what the point will be. And I might have several weeks of painting with no point whatsoever, where it's just like I leave and I think, well, I don't know if I'm getting anywhere, but I know I'll get somewhere if I keep going and I, and I, I so feel sorry for people who don't have it. I think I can't imagine. They have
0: something else. They'll have something else. Some do, but many
1: people don't. Many people don't. And that I think, what must it be like to not have something that totally absorbs you? I mean, I know somebody who is really struggling because um, she's not going to work. And they've cancelled all you know, all the soap operas are not off, on as often as they were before. And the things she likes it's to watch thing. on TV and not on, she doesn't have an yeah. outlet of creativity of any kind. And I know lots of people like that. Yeah. But I think you know, if you do have making music or writing or painting or then then you are such a lucky person because you have this you have this place to go, and this constant problem solving like I, I feel like I will never be bored but it can be very tiring
0: it yeah. can be very the constant problem solving and the kind of you know search for something. And I think, you know, people are different. And, you know, that, uh, you know, when I said she'll have had her thing, her thing was soap operas. That's that's her way of kind of getting, you know, through the week, finding something she enjoys. It's getting lost in those storylines.
1: That's what she likes to do. But
0: but that's what we're talking
1: about. Imagine not having, that's different. That's like, yeah, I have like Line of Duty or a book to read. That's escaping. But imagine not having something to go do that entirely absorbs you. Yeah. Sometimes I think it would be really relaxing
0: not to have that. Like um, if, I, oh, I, if have, I was just happy with, with um, just, but I know I wouldn't be. I know. Yeah, I'm just I can't imagine like when,
1: because perhaps it's because, well, you do too, because you just said, because I have such emotional ups and downs, not having that place to go to, to create when I feel really, you know, upset or stressed or worried or anxious or depressed. Not having painting at that point just feels like or drawing or something. Just feels like it would be a barren wasteland of I don't know where I would go to and I don't know how far down I would go if I didn't have that to bring me out of it.
0: But but I think at the moment what's what's difficult and what some people are finding difficult and what I have found difficult is But even though in normal times, that's how it works for me, at the moment, um, I have found it hard to settle or to think, and we've spoken about this before, what's the point in starting big new paintings? Should I be doing things with sketchbook? And honestly, I have been all over the place. I've started mid-size. I've gone back to a big one. I've done some sketch. Everything lasts about you know, one session, one day, and then that feels okay. And I think that's good. I'll do some more of that tomorrow. And then I don't, I go off and I do something else. And four days later, I come back and start something totally different. And that's not how I normally operate. So that's a really, it's a weird thing. And I think it's taken, you know, I've been like, "Oh, this is weird. What's going on here? And I think the only answer is because it is, bloody weird at the moment. You know, there is weird stuff going on here and we're not reacting to things in the same way. So I think, I think while it's great, if you're in a zone where making art is helping you right now, fantastic. Brilliant. You're there. You're doing it. You've got the stuff. It's helping you. It does help. But I'm also finding it hard to settle to. And this question of what's the point for me, what's the point of art? And I'm trying to get it back to what's the point for you right now is, I mean, maybe, maybe the point of it is just to make something beautiful in an ugly world, or maybe the point of it is, all the point of it is for me at the moment is to keep connected somehow with this creative thread so that, when I do feel the urge again in a bigger way, I've got some kind of link back in and I'm not starting totally from zero again. So it's slightly rephrasing or re re understanding what the point is. The point doesn't have to be to make something finished or to make right. something that other right.
1: people. Exactly. Will appreciate. This thing about flitting. So we had this conversation in my group and people were saying, I'm flitting from one thing to another. And I, I feel really strongly that that's that where you are is where you should be. And that the reason why as creatives of any kind, we might be flitting from one thing to another at the moment is that our worlds have been blown up and, and we're, all the pieces are coming back into place and we're trying to make a new world for ourselves and a new way of living with no idea of how long we have to go on like this for or how bad it might get or how good it might get. or It's complete uncertainty. And so as creatives who respond more, more sensitively to what's around us than mm. other people – it's natural that we would be flitting because what you were doing before doesn't fit what you you don't know what you want to do next because you find the point by making the work so you have to flit. I think we all Mm -hmm. if that's where we are flit. land here do that you know and this is I was saying to my group don't just the worst thing to do is to think oh I'm not doing it right I'm not you know I should be doing this I know you're not doing that but lots of people are saying there's something wrong with me and I'm, I bet they'll be really glad to hear you say that because there's nothing wrong with you. You're flitting because it is like, imagine you're a butterfly and somebody just blew up the tree with your nest in it. Do butterflies have nests? I don't know. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're flying around trying to find somewhere to land, but nowhere that you're trying to land is as good yep. as the nest that you left. And yep. eventually you'll land on a place that feels good for now and you'll settle there for a bit but you still might split up and off and go again. somewhere else with it because we're just going to
0: find a new way. I definitely think, you know, the me of a year, two years ago would have been really, you know, really tough on myself about, well, why have you not considered a series of work and why are you not seeing it through to completion and why, you know, well, you started that and now look, you started those two weeks ago and you haven't even gone back to them
1: again. Well, that's not going to get them finished, is it? I think there's another part of what's happening to a lot of people and to you, which goes to the second half of that question. And that's the fact that you had just finished a whole series of work yeah. ready to show them. And you took them to an art fair, but almost no one was there and no one was in buying mood because it was just before the lockdown. And there are lots of people in that position where they had an exhibition coming up or they had they had a reason and when you finish a whole series of paintings and you, it's like, phew, now it's the next stage of the cycle, which is to show them. And if you want to, to sell them and to do all that part of it, and then you have a rest and then you come back at that again. And for yep. so many people, that's all got interrupted. And that certainly affected me because I was working towards, just uh, started that new series of paintings and I thought open studios in June, I'm going to have it all, you know, there's just going to be a great display of this work and it's all going to be cohesive and mean something and I'm going to have sketchbooks and out and explanations and it was all in my mind. And then when Open Studios got cancelled, those paintings have just sat there because I'm like, okay, I don't know now what to do with them or if I'm going to... Something about that being removed from us definitely is also part of this problem.
0: Well, I think as well, we're surrounded by um, lots of other people making all sorts of different choices about how they deal with it. So some people, and I I want to do something for our open studios in a virtual online kind of way. And I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to film in advance all the big paintings that are at the studio, because I don't want to bring them all back to the house or do lives from the house. I don't don't quite yet know how it's going to work. But I think we have seen actually quite an explosion of creatives and creative people people thinking of new ways of doing things. And while it's very exciting, like seriously exciting, It is also quite tiring because I think when there is something new, our brain kind of goes, oh, that's good. Could I do that? How could I do that? And you go off on kind of like a whole track of thought about, could this be relevant to me? How could I do this? And it's very tiring. It's really tiring to think that and then think, oh, should I be doing this? Oh, I see all these people and they're putting together courses and they should be doing it. And I think, I think what I've done and again, which is the way that it is a little bit weird to me is to actually really kind of pull back from all of that. So not be tough on myself. I haven't finished those paintings, but almost just like, okay, well, where are we? Where are we today? You know, what are we going to do today? And, you know, I, I'm not going to look back and say, oh, look, that was my lockdown series I completed from beginning to end. Well, certainly when I'm sitting here today, I can't conceive that happening. Like, yeah it's just not how I've been doing things, but, but I, I I do think it's, it's just, you, you need to, I think you need to allow that flexibility and variation, but I think also recognize when it's coming to a point where it's not actually serving you very well. So I'm, I'm okay with the fact that I'm not creating a whole group of work or having a consistent sketchbook practice or doing anything because like you say I am in the end of that creative I call it the creative loop and you know the first you know how you know you're getting there is is when you 're looking for something new, there is this kind of restless phase, and then there 's investigation and I know that all of that takes time, and that 's what i 'm doing, but very, 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 very slowly at the moment absolutely than very slowly i 've got a big new sketchbook that i 'm going to start with Maya, which I think I mentioned even last week, and i haven 't done it since last week because it involves sitting down at the computer, and the computer hasn 't been working very well, so it 's going to take how long it 's going to take. Um, but I think if you get to the stage where it's upsetting you to this, to, to, to the extent that the language you're using is, um, you know, what do I do with all of this crap? Then it's, then it's time to take a step back and think, how much of this is actually helping me? And how do you get through it to a point where it starts to become productive? not in a way that you're actually going to physically produce anything, but I suppose um, comforting, reinforcing and helpful rather than destructive in the way that you're thinking about your art. And for some people, the answer is don't make any art at the moment.
1: Don't do yeah. it. The thing is, I, I know this person as well. And I know that worried me, that, that choice of words, because she doesn't make crap.
0: Mm.
1: Far from it. So if you're saying to yourself what do I do with all this crap that's um that's a sign of of really feeling down and negative about it and and I would really really say stop tra- both of those questions to me indicate a desire to see know the future like What's the point of doing this? Tell me the point and then I'll be all right. What am I going to do with all this crap? Tell me what I'm going to do with it and then I'll be all right. And we all want to know the future at the moment. So maybe there's a little bit of that that's exacerbating this. But with art making of any kind, you never can know the future. So if you could let go of the desire to know what you're going to do with all this crap, like, and stop calling it crap. But if you could just think... Let me just make, and then the point will become clear. It's that Steve Jobs quote, and I won't know the right words, but he says you can, never, back. Yeah, you can never connect the dots until you do it looking backwards. So this person cannot know what she's going to do with all that stuff, but there will be something to do with it, and it's not crap. So
0: Okay, so let's just turn it around then before we, before we finish up on this. If you are in this state, which you've probably been in and I've probably been in, what's the point of all of this and what do I do with all of this crap? What do you do? Because if we've talked about how it's, you know, it's just thinking about it in the same way isn't going to help. Deliberately, setting out to change your mindset is easier said than done and we will give some links to some things to listen to that might help but if that's harder to do how do you how how do you approach it how would you approach it if it was if it was you feeling like that and thinking like that
1: it's a very boring answer and it's not where anybody it's a bit like when someone says how did you lose weight and you go oh I, I ate properly and went exercising every day and they go oh well, um, what I would do is set a time, if that's feasible, if that's at all possible, and go and show up for that time every day. So even if it's an hour, I'm going to go at nine o'clock every day. That's my routine. I get a cup of coffee. I go sit in my studio. And if I don't make anything, I don't make anything, but I don't come out till 10 o'clock. And then I do it every day. Because I really do believe that thing that you can't the muse doesn't find you if you 're not sitting there working, yeah I really think that's just true, and it's very, very easy to get out of making things to tell ourselves uh, i mean i'm i don 't do it with art, but I do it with exercise, so I can picture exactly what it 's like. Yes, I know it's good for me, yes, I know I should be doing it, but ugh, I really don't want to. I can find other things to do that feel so much more fun. But the difference with our over-exercising is that for almost all of us, when we get in and start doing it, it does feel good. Yeah, it's just getting in and starting doing it. So that's that's what I would do. I, I suppose mine is
0: similar, but I I go a little bit more gently. So I don't even I wouldn't even expect myself to make art. I would be thinking the question behind this: What's the point? And I've got what do I do with all this crap is saying to me that there's a feeling of being a bit overwhelmed and a bit big picture. And I would take it back to what can I do about this situation and what's going to help me feel less overwhelmed. And for me, that is always a process of editing and having a bit of a clear out. And very similar to you, I I would say, right, 10 o'clock today, I would maybe set a time on my phone if I really felt that I needed that um, or link it with a good program on the radio or something that you want to listen to or good playlist or something like that and say, I'm not even going to make art today. I'm just going to go into my space um, or get out or just have a little bit of an edit and a clear out to give yourself breathing room into it. And then I think you'll start to be in a little bit more of a mood where you're more interested in actually making something. But I I would go even gentler at the beginning. And I would also say that it might even be worth experimenting with shutting the door on it entirely and totally forgetting about it for four days and just doing other things. So spend four days, five days where you do. Watch TV, make cakes, clean the kitchen floor, whatever the hell you want, you know, sort out the laundry cupboard don't mind, you know, because sometimes it's all of there's all of that kind of stuff that builds up as well. And when you have space totally on that, and you're not trying to mix and match too many things going on and this kind of busy, busy mind and lots of things to do and what's all the point of it, it's whatever's going to clear you some space. So sometimes that is physically clearing the space within your art making. And sometimes it's, it's getting on with all the others. I'm feeling much more positive about making art now that I've done some of that horrible accounting computer backup stuff because mm. that was
1: keeping me up at night. Now, the one other thing I wanted to bring up in this instance, because I know this person, I, I do know that she is making things. And so for some of the people who are stuck and they're not making anything, this is all really good advice. But but I also am a, I'm wondering, she's making stuff because I've seen some of it. Is it a case of um, what's the point of what I'm doing? Is it a case of okay, I spent two hours doing this, but was there any point? You know, am I wasting my? Is there some? Is there some guilt over not doing something else with that time? So I spent two hours making this sketchbook, but now uh, I should have been. Sewing masks, or, you know, making, I should have been doing something useful. I should have been shopping for an old person. There is some of that too. And my thought about that is going back to our mental health and what we were saying at the beginning about needing to be selfish in order to be helpful to anyone else. I I think there is a huge point of making art which is pointless to anyone except us, Mm. except it's not because everyone around us is affected by what we, by how we are. So the longer time we spend not making art, uh, the more grumpy we are and then everybody else suffers. So if, if for those people who are not having a problem making art, but are having a problem feeling like, but is there any point because there's no shows and there's no exhibitions and I'm not going to sell anything and what am I going to do with all this stuff? I just think... Just keep doing what you're doing. You don't know what the end result's going to be. You don't know what you're going to produce. You don't know what opportunities are going to come up after this or even during this. You just have to go one day at a time making stuff.
0: That sounds like a treadmill to me. What? I don't know. That just keep going one day at a time. I don't know. I don't know. It just, that feels like... It feels like a treadmill. Yeah, it feels... I mean I like the highs that's why maybe I would say I would stop entirely or do something else because I want to like I don't want to come I want to come to making art when I feel like f- feel like I want to do it and so I would be more about putting myself in the space so that I feel I want to
1: do it right I'm talking I'm not talking about people who are not who are struggling to make it I'm talking about people who are making it yeah but wondering if they should be doing something. more. Yeah,
0: But again, I think you have to stop. I think if you're making it and wondering what you're making it, I don't think the answer is just keep doing it without any kind of um, pause or chance of reflection, because you've got to get back to that point of well, why, why, and we can't answer that for you. Why is it that you're making it? Why is it important for you? And if it's because it helps you feel better, or you like making something beautiful or, you know, whatever the reason is, you've got to get back into what's your real reason why and that then you won't be feeling like this about it and sometimes I think the only reason the only way to do that is is to stop it because then when you don't have it anymore then you'll really miss it but I think it was almost like the way that you were talking about to me it just made me feel like just keep turning up just keep turning up and that just feels tiring to me just what just what about this thing about what do I do with all this crap so if you're feeling all your work is crap stop worrying about it <laughs> oh you're feeling it's crap I get, I, you, but I get that. I get that. Like you want I, something and it's not happening and you want something and it's not happening yeah. yet. And there's that kind of frustration. I think, I think you know, if you're, if you're using words like crap, then you're definitely being too harsh on yourself for one thing. But I think that feeling of wanting something that you're not quite getting, that's where I think don't just keep doing what you've always done. You've got to stop you've got to stop and have a kind of reevaluation. is it? Because if you're not, if you're feeling that about your work, you're not finding what you're looking for. And then it does start to get unsatisfying. And then I think it can, it can get derailed. Whereas I think if you can pull it back to what, what is it that I'm looking for? Uh, What's my line of inquiry? What do I want to investigate here? Am I doing it just for the kind of, purpose of of doing it and or finding out or testing th- then there's no wrong so there is no crap at that point point.
1: and one of the things I like to suggest people to do if you really do feel everything you're making is rubbish but you have no idea what you want it how you want it to be different is to make a list of just get a piece of paper and write down my work is rubbish because it's too whatever It's too tight. It's too restricted. It's too delicate. It's too pale. It's too pasty. Put a line (laughs) down the side of the page, write all those words down there. Page write down what the opposite of those words would be. And then just look if there's a clue there as to what you want different. Um, And now I've just given something away, which I shouldn't have given away, but that's fine. But it's such a good exercise just to pinpoint because some of us get stuck in negative thinking. We can't go so positive as to what do I want, but maybe we can be really good at beating ourselves up about what we hate. And then we can look at what, what the opposite of that might be.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. I like that one. And also, I think, know that everybody feels that sometimes about their work. You do something you think, ooh,
1: that's a bit rubbish. I've got got piles (laughs) of crap, which luckily I can't get to because of wet concrete.
0: (laughs) And on the back of that then... What has inspired you this week? Louise is, Louise is like, oh,
1: that means... I didn't actually have something, but I sort forgot what it was. But I have seen something fantastic. So have you seen Art in Isolation on YouTube with Philip Mould? Nope. Fantastic. So Philip Mould, for anybody outside England or anybody who's got probably a life is an art dealer in London and he, and he does a show on TV in England called Fake or Fortune where they look at artworks and, and decide whether they're genuine or fakes and it's really interesting and he's the art dealer on it. he's very, very, very posh, um, clearly very, very rich, uh, cultured man who felt like to me would just be someone I could never relate to. That he is started this series on YouTube with his son. His son films it. It's at their house in the Cotswolds. Stunning, beautiful 15 house built in the 1500s with these beautiful grounds. And what he does is he takes you around his house, talks about the paintings that he has in the house, talks about the house, tells you the history of the house. Each one's between eight and 15 minutes long. And they're absolutely fascinating, and he is the loveliest man. And what what really inspired me about it, apart from the fact that I I just love watching it, is he's really realizing. You can see in the first few episodes, he's realizing how much more he prefers doing his own YouTube videos than being on television. Mm. Because he's going, "Thank you so much for all the lovely comments. Oh, I can't believe all these comments!" and Um, and he keeps mentioning people by name and then and he says we do read everyone even though we can't answer them all and then he had this particular painting in his house which he didn't know anything about it was a painting of some musicians from the 17th century and he said you know I, I just don't know anything about it apart from this one man's name the next episode he said someone got in touch with me and they knew who that musician was And they know all the names of the band members. And it's from this village somewhere in wherever, Dorset or somewhere. And it's a band. And he he told me all the history. And now he's showing his paintings and going, if anybody knows anything about this painting, do get in touch. And I just find it super inspiring to see what everybody's creating on YouTube now that they're stuck at home. And that it's actually way better than anything that's on telly. So, yeah. Yeah, I love it. so if you haven't seen it, have a quick look. Cause so what was it called again? It's called Art in Isolation and it's on YouTube and just to look at his beautiful house and have a snoop round is well worth the <laughs> price of admission.
0: <laughs> well, that sounds good. I haven't been watching anything like that, really. I, I would say just, I think what's inspired me this week really is um, kind of tenacity, really. Uh, Firstly, mine with doing all of this horrid stuff that I hate doing. It's like when people say to me, oh, but you're so good at that. It's like, no, I'm really not. I really don't like it just as much as you don't like it, but I'm managing to get through it. So yay, go me this week. Um, but also just go other people. Like I had a message from somebody yesterday. She's like, oh, I haven't joined in with the artist pledge. And then I posted this thing and it, you know, the buyer came out about as a result of something that I did with you. And we had a thread in the group this week and I haven't been back and added it up this week, but I said to them, you guys are doing brilliantly. Um, how many pieces have people sold in the last five weeks? And if I, it's into the hundreds. Yeah. It is amazing. It is just incredible. And I mean, literally I was just like, this occurred to me on Monday that this would actually be a good thing to, to ask people in the club and just, but, and people who I didn't even, I wasn't even aware had been selling stuff like, yeah, I had a go and I sold three and I sold, and it was just like this amazing, great big list. So I just think that's fantastic. And reading this Jeremy Gardner book as well, um, you know, you, you look at the end of it and his biography and everything that he's done. And yeah, we, we stand at the end of something and we look back and we think, wow, that's impressive. When he was at the beginning, he didn't know any of that. And, um, I just think that, that sense of ups and downs and the kind of finding some way of continuity through it is seriously impressive. You know, it really is. And it should be, um, I think we need to give ourselves grace. And um, it was interesting, actually. So I don't know if anybody knows about this before I finish, but um, somebody uh, that I worked with once, they did this Oracle card thing. Have you heard of Oracle cards? mm. Mm-hmm. Um, They're big cards and they often have um, quite fancy artwork on and you're supposed to shuffle them and and either pull one at random or one kind of comes out and then it's supposed to have a meaning. So it's, it's just quite an interesting mirror often to what you're reflecting. And again, a little bit of me thinks, well, I could pull anyone out of the pack and find something interesting in it. Does it matter if that's the way you think about it? doesn't really matter does it but I was really interested this week. and sometimes I do it and I get the same one again and again haven't done it for a while having a little bit of a clear out found the box pulled it again and um the card was basically it was something to do with finding the long-term reason for something this sense of of tenacity and sticking through it but not in a harsh way. I think in a way to give yourself grace for the ups and downs and the pauses and the you know,
1: the hiccups and the things that come. A box of cards like that takes a, a kind of self discipline that I haven't got because I think I'd pull one and be like, oh, that was interesting. Pull another one, pull another one. I think you're just supposed to take one, aren't you? Not just going through them. I think
0: there is something where you can do, you you just ask a specific question in your mind before each one. So what do I need to know about this information or whatever? But yeah, you're not supposed to read it, like read them one to 62 in order so you've got all the answers. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry like that. Don't get all the answers in one go. (laughs) Got to stick with it. Okay. So thank you very much for sticking through that. I think that was a long one this week, um, but hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, If you want to find out uh, more about what we're doing, you can head over to our website. That's louisefletcherart.com or com. I know a couple of weeks ago, um, I said I would be opening up Connected Artists again, but as you've heard I just haven't been in the right space for that. So it will be happening. So thank you for being patient on that one. Um, but obviously we are now beyond April and it didn't happen in April. Um, but you know, got to be the right time so that I can welcome you in with open arms for the people who are ready for that when I'm ready for it. So we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: say tell Theo to edit out anything that's not interesting but then you would be left with hello here we are
0: (laughs) anyway I'm winning this week because I've got a cup of tea with me I've got one too
1: I've always got one though it's like
0: so are we gonna have slurp breaks yeah (laughs) we can put ourselves on mute otherwise it will be cold by the end
1: I try and do this. I go away from the microphone and have a little sit while you're talking. (laughs) Well done, Alice. We'll both come out of this better. We'll both come out of this maybe not so perfectionist and not so driven to get everything done
0: yeah well I did say to Judith I said it's really good uh, the glass is fixed so it's not drafty um, but I'm also really glad that I went and checked it before they left and then ran down and said could I have a little bit of extra putty please so that I could redo the way they've done it on the inside because they hadn't been... <laughs> they hadn't needed to finish it off very neatly and she was like oh my god only you but they really hadn't they didn't need <laughs> to